Irish Nick fucking Gage and I want to wish a merry motherfucking Christmas and happy holidays around the motherfucking world. MDK off fucking day. Welcome to the special holiday edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I'm rocking around the Christmas tree. I'm Jayhawk. Joining me as always, she's walking around in a winter wonderland, Marky. Hi. And he's spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica, Jay Gold. Your very own Hanukkah, Harry, and all the positivity of last week's show is is spilling into this week. It's it's the holiday cheer. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it, it's nice to see that I missed one week, and we have a very uneventful episode. No controversial statement, no hot take. Listen, I, I mean, I'm going to miss, you know, the home office and all of his uh, uh, positive vibes that he brings to the show. I think uh, I think he always brings such good holiday, good cheer. And his, since it's the holidays, I will miss his, his holiday cheer and his smile and his jolliness, if you will. Oh man, everybody's got opinion. Everybody, everybody's opinion on this show is their own opinion. It is not necessarily reflective of everybody on staff. I want to yeah, throw that look, out. look, last week, you know, we had some strong, we had a strong, strongly worded home office. He had his sit down with HR. HR felt it was best <laughs> that home office sit out and cool off for a week. And, uh, and that is where we are right now. <laughs> Home office is on an HR-oriented uh, suspension, so to speak. Now, is this paid or unpaid? I believe they, they negotiated their terms, was negotiated as a paid uh, a week off. Um, you know, the rest of the employees in the home office don't have to know about it. Um, so that's we're, we're good for now. Uh, well, but it will be a permanent, um, I'm not going to say a permanent, but it'll be a more active part of our panel once we get past the first of the year. This is kind of the unofficial Keegan finale. We weren't planning on recording next week with the holiday. So that's our Christmas gift to you a week away from us. Well, I mean, if you're like my brother, he's driving down to Florida right now. So him and the family are going to be listening to the show. So I say hello to my brother. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. He's going to go visit our mom. Um, so, you know, I'm sure people are going to be listening to our melodic tones as they take their holiday road trips, flights and whatnot. And if you're traveling the weekend in the eye of the storm that's getting like half the country, be careful out there. I'm hoping I'm still alive by the time the show drops. Because, well, actually, I should be alive by the time it drops. Whether I'm home and I get home that night will be an issue. Yeah, I gotta. I have to go tomorrow myself to the office. It's supposed to rain like two or three <laughs> inches. It's going to be nuts out here. We're getting rain, and then it's supposed to drop to 12 degrees on Friday night out here. So that ought to be something. A nice brisk 12. I'm going to go out there in shorts and flip-flops. All right. Uh, beyond that, beyond that, how can everybody wake? Good, but uneventful. <laughs> Once we cleaned up home offices mess, everything's been terrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's the holidays. We got my daughter's ears pierced for the first time. We, uh, we have, we've been celebrating Hanukkah, so everything has been you know, very good. I've eaten way too much crap and holiday parties and whatnot, so... It's been it's been fun, and uh, I'm ready for more wrestling. I'm really looking forward to next week. I think that's going to be pretty good. Um, the AIW change of venue is something we can discuss as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we it's been talked about that the Odeon is under new management. 
And AIW thought they had a show booked for the 30th. They'd been advertising it and come out to find a day. Yeah, we're not going to have the liquor like in time. So good luck to you. Luckily, the Ted Moore Shrine in in Akron is stepping up. A better venue anyway, in my opinion. I love the atmosphere of the Odeon. Don't get me wrong. But I think think it's better in the long game to be in Akron. I mean, in the end, my... my... Nicer bathroom for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, yeah. that, that, by default, but but I'll say this: uh, all of my uh, I've I've been to uh, probably three or four venues in Ohio for shows, but the most I have been at was the Odeon, and uh, I would say, uh, you know, since it's we're going, we're not going to have a New Year's like end of year show. I would say, oh, the most I've had the most memories as far as independent wrestling um, at the Odeon. A lot of great memories, a lot of seeing a lot of crazy stuff go on there. Um, I thought it was a great venue for the, the 2020s, 2019 uh, AIW, like the crazies, Bishop going off the top with Justice, um, you know, the, the Bunkhouse Buck, the Biggins Tournament, Go For Broke. You know, they, they did a lot of – they came through with a lot of great things at the Odeon. And from my opinion, it was my favorite place to watch wrestling. It felt very – contained when you went inside you felt like you were with your your crew um the bar was you know perfectly situated i thought that the places they did the meet and greets and the merch tables were in a cool spot um you know i'll miss that venue i'll miss just seeing what it was like you know because that was close to the hotels we all got a chance to mingle at the you know in the flats so you know it's going to be tough to kind of replicate that feeling of being downtown cleveland for a show you know down by the water so you know, I know they're going to find something better. I know they have a lot of shows going on all over Ohio this year. Um, but, you know, I hopefully they can recreate the magic. That kind of was that concert club type feel. That was a large concert club, not necessarily like the Winchester. Yeah, well, I know I, I want to say that the number was 22 officially on the book before the Odeon had a cancel out date. I think they're still playing you can look game date mm-hmm. different building. I mean, they're, I mean, AIW got a lot of show, got a lot of different play. And I do like the fact that they're writing out quite a bit. I mean, I agree with you to a point. Like I, there are a lot of great memories in the, in the Odeon. Like I love the atmosphere of that little building. It's tight. It's intimate. But at the same time, like that merch area would get very overcrowded very quickly, especially if they were cold, if the show was close to cold out. I mean, I, I mean, there, I mean, there, there are, uh, there were there were there were a lot of advantages in that building, but a lot of dick advantages to that building. I think they've got more advantage in going to a different going to a different venue at that point. I mean, they've gotten to the point where they're the size wise, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, uh, Absolution in 2019 was one of my favorite. It, it, it was packed to the gills. We had some friends come in also who met us from Cincinnati. We can't. There were like five of us, and it we sat in that like mass of humanity. I was sitting next to Stacy Silvers, and Justice is leaping into the crowd and. You know, just that that feel of that that almost like an ECW arena type feel. I know how much they pay homage to that old ECW feel. Um, you know, I'll miss it. You know, I miss I'll miss just seeing just being in that kind of like that atmosphere. I thought it was kind of chaotic, and I love that. Um, even though it was like a controlled chaos, uh, and I, I just I you know, it's it's just it, a lot of fun memories there. And and I you know I know that they're going to do better where they go, but that was a cool place to drive in from out of town and be able to just kind of hang out there. So, all right, with that, let's go ahead and take a look at what coming up in the next two weeks in the world of independent wrestling. What's on this weekend? 
And I say over the next two weeks because there's not a lot this week at all. Uh, the only thing we've really got, it used to be Christmas night was like the big night for wrestling. Now nobody runs on Christmas night. H2O has a show on Monday, torn to shreds, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's the 26th. That's pretty much it for Christmas week. As far no, as, no, as, as far no, Chris, thing, no Christmas Eve shows? Nothing on Christmas Eve that I'm seeing, no. Wow. Nothing on Christmas Day that I'm seeing. So uh, Fight TV even doesn't have a lot the week after Christmas. They do have the next GTW show on Fight Plus called Till Infinity. That'll be at 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Maki Ito against Ali Catch. Mike Bailey against Two Cold Scorpio. Masha Klimovich against Cole Radrick. And John Wayne Murdoch against Koya Rec. And now for that show already. Oh, those shows will be fun. Let's not forget the AIW show on the 30th. Which is not that, that, another thing I have issue with fight. You go to schedule and that show is not there. It'll, it will, it will air. Don't get me wrong, but it's not there. And it, that, yeah. I hate, I hate fight. Cut up. We talk about it every week, but I hate the cut up. Get your it's shit awful. together fights. I'm waiting for Marcy's full expose on X over about fight TV pluses, a uh, 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 user interface. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's all well, it's going to be. It's bad. We don't need a whole show. Marcy just solved it right there. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, AAA does have a show on Fight Pay-Per-View on the 28th. El Ijo del v- 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 uh, Vikingo against Bandito for the Mega Championship. FTR against Dragon Lee and to go for the tag team title, among others. Jimmy Guevara and Tay Mello defending the big tag team title in a three-way. <laughs> quite a bit on that particular car. That's a $22.99 purchase on Fight Pay-Per-View, for those of you interested. But over Yikes. on... But over on the IWTV side of thing, uh, they got a big weekend coming up here. Thursday the 29th through Saturday the 31st at Rectival 2022. Nine streams over three days, including the last three rounds of the IWTV Tag Team t- Title Tournament. Uh, I assume they're all going to be on the entire rest of the tournament going to be on the Clack of 22 card on the 30th. That's where the quarterfinal are at. And none of these shows actually look where the semifinal and final are taking place. Yeah, I just gotta watch them all so you know you can see it. Yeah. Look, I I think Restival is gonna be awesome. I know our friend uh, Andrew over there, Bagelmonger, is gonna be up there with Lewis from PW Ponderings. Um, I think that that weekend, I'm hoping because you know we watched, we did it last year, and it was COVID struck, and no one was around, and they had very few fans and very few talent. Got talent got tied up. I am hoping next week goes off and it's as big as they want it to be. Like I, I will, you know. Regardless of who's running it, I honestly, I think I just want to see that be like really big and feel really fun for everybody because I will put it on and just let it run all day if that's the case. I got nothing to do next weekend. New Year's Eve, no plans, nothing. Let's get let's get restable. Let's watch it all. Well, I'm going to have to make a few of the show because I'll be at work, but I definitely going to pl- planning on watching that Clack of 22 show on the 30th. Yeah. The, the quarterfinal of the T4 coming for the IWTV tag team title. And I, you guys didn't talk about it last week. The IWTV World Championship had vacated. Cruel apparently, like, almost mur- got murdered or some crap based on the explanation they gave. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Me- I, I apologize. I was unprepared with you gone, Jayhawk. I, I had I am not good with the schedule and the uh, what's on type stuff. Yeah, but, but they are deciding that vacant championship at the Clack of 22 show, 7 p.m. on December 30th, with an invitational gauntlet. Alex Shelley, Warhorse, Aki Mac, Tracy William, Hoodfoot, Adam Preet, Matt Tremont, and Trisha Dora all involved and with if, that. And if I may, what a what a full circle for Warhorse when he lost that match. And I will still say to this day, him going to wrestle Cody Rhodes uh, on 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 Dynamite was one of the worst 
decisions of his career. It was a terrible match, and I think it set him back uh, greatly. And then I think now he's finally found himself again, and he's coming back around. And look, he's going to be in that tournament, in that gauntlet. So good for Warhorse for kind of swinging back. And I think he was overseas for a while. Good for him. Let's, you know, I'm glad to see that he's kind of back in the lexicon, so to speak. You know, I'm not going to call that a bad decision for him. You got a chance to be on national television in a pandemic when you're not working a lot anyway. No, I didn't say it was a bad decision. I just thought if he looks back on it, it was a terrible match. Oh, the, so, ma- the, the match was not the match was not good. You don't know that until no. you have the match, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Also part of that Rectival show, uh, Rectival event, immediately following the Clack 22 card at 11 o'clock, Prestige Wrestling had their E-Coat debut, and they've got the American Wolf get the Motor City Machine Gun on that card. I have, that could have potential to be the match of the entire weekend. That show looks really, really good, that Prestige show. Yeah. Anthony Green against Kevin Blackwood. Yeah, Anthony Henry against Robert Martyr, uh, Akira against Attica Kogar. They can't all be winners, but <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Oh, I don't. <laughs> uh, I've I've worked I've worked with I, I I've worked with Attica Kogar. I don't mind Attica. Akira good. Eh, I saw Akira at that <laughs> expect the unexpected show against uh, Brian Keith. There's only so much Brian Keith can do. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. No. But definitely, definitely check out that entire weekend of show. Keep an eye out on Fight Plus for them to for them to actually put their schedule up. Maybe, hopefully, I I, I don't even know like what name to address for Fight. Like, well, leap to Fight TV. That's something we don't we, we want to get Jerry contention on. We can go Jerry. I don't know who the who contention is. Fight, fight. Doesn't is Fight owned by that that Triller Triller yeah. thing? So isn't that the Paul brothers? Well, if we just had, I was gonna say, well, if we just had Jake Paul, right. Let's just let's just at that Paul fellow and see what's going on there. I don't think Jake Paul has anything to do with the lineup with the lineup of the website. Well, let's do well, it anyways. They'll be fun. You'll never know if you don't ask, Jay Hawk. We gotta ask. Hey, if who's in charge around here? <laughs> All right, with that, we've got a show to review. Let's go ahead and get into that. The weekly review. All right, and we are uh, this week covering Game Changer Wrestling's Wasted Time took place December 3rd, 2022 from Pop Nightclub in Saga, Illinois, just across the border from St. Louis. Nick aired on Fight Plus with commentary from Dave Pregak and Nick Manawa. And Dave, Dave Pregak good anyway, but any GKW show without Kevin Gill is a dark improvement. It's, you know, at least like, at least the commentary was good on this one. It's going into yeah. it as a... I fully, yes, I can't believe we're all in agreement on this. The commentary was actually, and, and, and I will give them credit, okay? The the video package to start, the graphics, the commentary, and the sound mixing of this show was right, was spot on. I had no issues with it. Yeah. From a technical okay. from a technical standpoint, a technical aspect, it was a very good show. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. They win the Oscar for uh, technical uh, uh, sound soundboard and tech, technical work. Um, they're not winning Best Picture anytime soon, um, but the the technical work on it was was flawless this time around. And I will say that building looked like a fun building to watch wrestling in. Sure does. It really does. It 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 was cool looking. I think it looked a little it looked a little light. The house looked a little light to me. Um, but the show itself, like the building itself, probably is a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's not a big building anyway. Let's be honest. I mean. Yeah, it, 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 I have a hard time with a lot of independent show folding them on attendance when they're running small building anyway. True. Okay. Okay, but we open up the show. Oh, 
the original lineup had Starboy Charlie against Jimmy Lloyd and Jack Cartwheel against Nick Wayne. But they've changed the card around a little bit. We've got Starboy Charlie taking on Jack Cartwell in our first cartwheel. I'm going to have Cartwell down here. Jack Cartwheel. Starboy Charlie. Oh, my God. There we go. Take it again from the top. Now that. <laughs> we'll fix that in post. Sure. No, we won't. No. <laughs> yeah, right. We won't. Starboy yeah. Charlie against Jack Cartwheel. There we go. Now, now I'll tell you this. I have never seen a full Starboy Charlie or Jack Cartwheel match. So this is the first time I've sat through a whole match. They gave them entirely too much time, but I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of the, their pace. Um, the way they, their look is good. Jack Cartwheel, I don't. He's got a giant legs to do his cartwheels. He's got a big old booty and giant legs to do his cartwheels. Uh, and Starboy Charlie looks very throwback. Very throwback to like the old 70s, 80s wrestler. Um, but the match was entirely too long. Decent match, just entirely too long. I feel like that might be a theme of this show. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the timer and it said like 2.56. And I went, I was counting the matches. I think they added one or took one out or here and there. And I go, 2.56 or seven matches? It's going to be almost three hours? It's like, holy shit. Uh, we'll get, we will get into uh, uh, matches going too long a little bit later on. This one, this one I thought was fine. This one was the high point of the show, in all honesty. It was a good start. Uh, um, yeah, I, I've seen Starboy Charlie a few times before. He's been on some of the West Coast Pro shows that we've covered. I know I've seen him once or twice, because that's the first time I can recall King Cartwheel, although I could be wrong on that. He's been, like, bounced around GCW a bunch. He, like, does, like, those scrambles, and he's, like, very a very gift-worthy wrestler. He does a lot of flippy stuff, like, when it comes to that. I don't see a whole lot of personality besides his his cartwheels so um that's kind of what it is but you hey know, they, the, they are pretty nice cartwheels they are perfect they're spot on they look so good he could be a gymnast however i don't understand any of the rest i don't there's no character there he's called jack cartwheel he does cartwheels there is zero character to jack cartwheel so you know but like <laughs> i watch it i go but that's do you what want, I got. Do you want his cartwheel backstory, like where he learned to do cartwheels? And... <laughs> yeah, something. You can't just come in and be, I'm Jack Cartwheel. What's your gimmick? Well, I do cartwheels. Okay. Um, what it, else? It, he, he could be like Dr. Doofish for Confidian Confer. you got to have the elaborate backstory. I'd like some sort of story. What's the, the I, I get what they're doing there. I just, I, I don't understand the character. It's so weird. Okay, well, he does come cartwheel with the Greco-Roman knuckle lock locked in, which I thought was a pretty neat spot. Starboy Charlie did his own cartwheel at one point with the crowd booed. I guess they don't like gimmick infringement. Yeah. Lots of unique counters by both guys here. Uh, at one point, they had a double down, and the referee checked on both guys, but didn't actually start a 10 count. I know it's GTW. I know there are very few rules. DQ can count out aren't normally a thing, but knockout could get, do the 10 count. That can be my that's really about the only nitpicking I can do with the referee on a, on a show like GTW. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a good, mean, it was a good good start to the show. Just to, just a tad, tad bit too long. I, I weaned out a little bit towards the end. Starboy Charlie with a twisting shooting star press into a cross fake, into a ring pattern for the commission win, 13 minutes and 30 seconds. The replay showed that Charlie pretty much missed the shooting star press, but Craig Act did a very good job on commentary covering for it. Craig Act's great. Craig Act needs to be like on every independent show possible, GKW and otherwise. We go from there... Do some tag team action. The Bang Bro, don't Google them. 
Again, no, actually, do Google them. <laughs> if you're going to Google them, make it Bang Bro Wrestling. <laughs> you might still get something. <laughs> you might. <laughs> that's for that, another that's, show. Let's see. You, hold on. <laughs> okay, have you tried this lately? I'm trying it right now is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, It's still... <laughs> We're it's, still getting still getting Pornhub link. The first the first link is a porn site, and then it's their cage match, and then next videos. Okay, okay, what you need to do is, is Google their finishing name, Bang Buck. That'll get, give you some different results. Now, don't do that. <laughs> do it, but only if you're older than eighteen. And you might want to put your incognito mode on. Just go ahead and show up in your history if you're. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we get a fairly short tag team match here. No psychology with the uh, basically Shane Merker throwing guy around at will. But I was going to say, okay, wait. Here, I- I've seen now Shane Mercer from the very beginning of his career. I've seen so many of his matches. Honestly, I don't know how I've been in person for a ton of them. I've been at you know the Elmcore Center in Queens. I've seen him in in um, um, you know like the the gymnasiums. I've seen him in in Ridgefield Park. The guy, he under, see, he understands the Iron Demon is exactly what he is. I mean, the strength, the, the crispness of what he does, the understanding of the other team when they're going up against him. I really do like Shane Mercer, and I thought his partner was really good, was, was a really good pick. They worked very well together for a short amount of time. I was entertained by this match. The Bang Brothers, I, I remember seeing in AIW, um, but I was very entertained, and I am a big Shane Mercer fan. He is a maniac. It's fun watching him just toss people around. Isn't it? And he's not the biggest of guys, but he is. He's built like a cement wall. Like, you just, you, you don't you don't look at him and go, yeah, that guy doesn't stand a chance. You go, that guy's going to murder everybody. The second you see, you're just like, oh, my God, look at how, look at this dude. Even he's down going, to his, yeah. He's going to eat every single wrestler he, he's facing. Everybody, down to his. His body does not is not missing. Like he, he, you never look at him and go, he didn't do legs today. Like every part of him is just looks like a cement wall. It's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of walls, August Matthew did a flip dive on the Merker and then nearly stumbled into the into the wall behind the first couple of fans. That's pretty much like the lone note I have during the match about uh, about a move. Uh, one minor nitpick. I know it doesn't really mean anything in the grand schema thing. You're called the Bang Bro, and I get it about the Bang Energy Drink. Well, you've got Davey Bang and August Matthew. Can you not call yourself <laughs> August Bang and uh, you at least have the same last name? You're going to be the Bang Bro. It should be August Bro. <laughs> I was yeah. wondering that too. I <laughs> a, a, a minor nitpick. Nit they could be like Bang it. and Bro to form the Bang Bros. Like, that would be bang like your when... bro. <laughs> No, don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Think would be no, like I, in the fifty can kick deep where everybody felt like they had to have a brother tag team and it go you'd have like Lou Klein and Red Bath Dean and you'd have to be it have to be Lou and Red Klein because they were the Bath Dean brother. Like imagine no, calling them go, imagine calling them called the Bath Dean brother again, but they but Lou Klein kept the Lou Klein name doing it. Like it, I, you yeah. know what I, I I thought they were they were very entertaining. They they another uh, my the, the, this will be the thread through most of the night. I just have one or two matches that there I don't need that, but. The thread through most of GCW is there is nothing to the characters. Like there is zero, there is zero making you invested. Unless you're a GCW fan, there is zero making you invested in, in a GCW wrestler. We've got Merker pitting Davey with a gifted moonfall and battery in seven minutes and thirty seconds. Like Madness. the finish, like yeah. the finish. Love the name of the finishing move. It's a fun enough. Uh, wait, the seven and a half minutes. 
Yes. 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 From there, we have a hardcore match. Corey Rick taking on Madman Pondo. We finally get the explanation for the change in the card. Nick Wayne was unable to appear due to snow in Seattle affecting his flight. Why could you brought that up when in the opening match when his scheduled opponent was wrestling? And then because on top there's of, no time. There's no time. And then why not keep the Starboy Charlie Jimmy Lloyd match you advertised and just have the cup to two take on cartwheel? I don't understand shuffling a card around that bad. I get yeah. card subject to change. You've got a legitimate reason why the card subject to change, but there's no reason to change an advertised match if you can still do it. Well, you know how we do who Marcy is crushing on? Well, I have seen I think Sawyer we're gonna, we're gonna, It's going to be the both of us. We're on the same page here, my friend. Yes, I have seen Sawyer Rick in person, and now I see her again. I just love Sawyer Rick. I love her. I love her. She's, a, she's, she's amazing. Yeah, amazing. This is a hardcore match. Go the weapon here in the ring before the bell even rings. Uh, we've got the money stapling gimmick and money getting stapled to placants that are not supposed to have staples. But and, and I will say, if I never see another Madman Pondo match, it would be too soon. I, I literally think it is enough of old man Time to hang them up there, Pondo. It's it's just, it's enough. It's enough. I, I get, I watched Sawyer try to do like, a, in the beginning they like locked up and she tried to do some sort of back body drop or something, you know, like just a regular backdrop or, or like a side slam or something. And it was just she, it was like she was trying to lift, like, you know, 2,000 pounds of sand. He just wouldn't – he just doesn't do those things. He's just not, you know, like, enough – Madman Ponder, oh, I get it, I get it. But, like, there's there's only so much you can do when you can't move around anymore. Like, he just doesn't – you know, you could do the, the the money spot with the staple gun. He does the uh, the saw and the baseball bat thing. But, like, you, how do you get him where – when the way she got him to the finish, it was just like he's just so – you know, it's like trying to just this big lump, you know, I get the nostalgia of Madman Pondo, but come on, let's just let's be reasonable. Sawyer Wreck could be used so many other ways. I if anybody who paying money to see a Madman Pondo match knows what they're getting at this point. They're not expecting Madman Pondo to do much except do a bunch of cranky shit with weapons. But is even that crazy at this point when you see one guy get money stapled to his head, you've seen them all. And then and then he's used that, you know, that blade saw thing so often. It's like, all right, like, you know, there were no tubes in this one. There was no glass. So, you know, what else is Madman Pondo offering besides that stop sign? You know, like I just I, I there's just so many better uses for Sawyer Wreck than having to sit through, you know, Madman Pondo kind of, you know, uh, shuffling his way around the ring, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Marcy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with anything you said there, but at the same time, like it, people know what they're getting with the Madman Pondo match at this point, and I guarantee okay. you, and I guarantee you, there are there were a few, a few people in that crowd that went, "Oh, Madman Pondo on the card." I re- I liked Madman Pondo back in the day. I'm gonna watch. Somebody did. Somebody. <laughs> it wasn't one of the three of us. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I I um I'm, I'm if we weren't doing this show for the. This show for this podcast, I would not have watched the show. Another thing mentioned jumped out at me, but Corey Rick does get the win here. Uh, choke slam onto a chair in eleven twenty. She's so awesome, awesome. We are we are all in agreement there. And from there we go to the GTW World Tag Team Championship match. It's a three way dance. The second gear crew champions of Los Mexico, Kikope and Miedo Extremo. And the reunited former ECW World Tag Team Champion, Two Cold Scorpio and the Sandman. Crowd popped big for the words three-way tag match from the ring announcer. Uh, Not I you, though. Pardon? 
Not you though. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love the second gear crew. Yeah. Uh Loth Magigo, Miedo Extremo fine, Kikopai a little bit past his prime, and honestly, without the Mac, he should just not call him Kikopai because he clearly had two eyes. And I have never seen those two together on a show before, and I was just like, meh, whatever. <laughs> and I have some nostalgia for two cold Scorpio in the Sandman. And Scorpio doesn't look bad, all things considered, but Sandman, I, I love Sandman. I, I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get caned in the face for paying it, but he, the, Sandman should have hung it up a long time ago. Look, he I had, mean, I think he, he did. Had, he has, he's just the entrance and that had no energy. So what's the point? He's so, yeah, he's so, he's so tired. Like he's so, he's, he just, he took that really bad, you know, back spear from Justice, which put him face first into the door. And like, I, I mean, I just felt like he, I felt the pain in him. Like I felt like the last 30 years in his, in in his back and in his body, when he hit that door, I just knew he's just not, he, I, he should be doing signings and pouring some beer down your face in a signing. And that's about it, to be honest. And, and I, and I spent a few minutes with game man at a signing a few months ago. Like I like the dude. Yeah. I don't need to see him ruffle in 2022. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm, I don't have any, I haven't heard anybody who say like, you know, this is not a great, you know, he's a bad person, nothing. But I'm wondering, like, is it really necessary for him, for the nostalgia, just to be out there with, you know, Scorpio? There's has, a million other guys Scorpio team with, you know? Has he, has he, like, I feel like at this point, the ECW nostalgia is fully dried up, though. Like, see, so there's like, there's almost zero goodwill left for ECW nostalgia. Cause, like, you have Bully, who just goes out there and does nonsense, Dreamer on Impact, who just looks like a mess. You know, Scorpio's run was great when Jonesy was making his gear and, like, making the shirt and like he Scorpio was making that comeback a little bit. But like, I feel like now after the pandemic and he, like they, they're not, they don't represent themselves well at these shows anymore. The only one who I would say, you know, makes me nostalgic is Fonzie, but like you could see, you know, um, uh, like the blue meanie does like small little appearances and Shane Douglas can't really move around. He did some ECW sh- uh, AIW shows and it was okay. But like, are people really clamoring to see like Mikey Whipwreck in 2023 or watching Sabu come out and just not be able to do anything anymore? Like, is there the nostalgia should be left? And now it's, it's almost time where you say, leave it in the past and just enjoy what it was and let some of these newer guys kind of take the lead here. Like it, it just, it, I feel bad. And I'm, and that's coming from like an ECW, like original, but I think we should know. move on to TNA nostalgia. Oh Yes. Then, yes, then we're, we should bring in the dicks, the Johnsons. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Freudian slip there. Whoops. Both of them. Bring them all in. <laughs> bring the John. You know what? Let's bring the dicks in as well. I'm sure <laughs> they're not the doing dicks, anything. All the dicks, all the Johnsons. Bring them in. Let's go. How about we see a little? Uh, what's his name? Nathan uh, Jones or. Um, or or some Heidenreich. Let's get some mid two thousands TNA and SmackDown velocity type uh, uh, nostalgia going. Where's Monty Brown's run? That's what I want to know. When does he get that independent run? I don't. I don't think Monty Brown wants the independent run. If he had it, he'd make a fortune. I, he probably he probably would. I, that, I know he left the Benton peak. He had some family stuff going on, and he just never yeah. got back into Benton after that. But, man, I wish that kid, dude would have kept working. He, he that's was- the guy, Jayhawk. That's the guy. If he decided to have a small run, that's the guy that I would pay to see if he was in Ridgeville Park and if he went to, like, the Hart Ballroom in Newark and then he came out to create a pro. I would pay to see him at every one of those shows. 
that's a guy who doesn't realize, you know, now is his, if he if he could, you know, if he was willing to, you know, do like a little loop, he would he would clean up. Then he could go back to what he was doing. Well, let's get back to what we're doing here and actually talk about this match. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, do we have to? We don't have to talk about it long. It's not very it long short. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we got a, we got Tekken Gear crew of Lopen Geeko fighting before the bell even ring. K-Man, I'm sorry, Scorpio hasn't even gotten to the ring yet. We haven't had Sandman Kenshin yet. They already started. You Scorpio know what I will Lu- say? Good on them for not having Sandman be in the whole match. <laughs> they knew maybe to just see the entrance and, like, the ends. Yeah, I, yeah. I, honestly, K-Man would the match for maybe 30 seconds, and that's for the best. Yeah. But it comes right down to it. So, if, I mean, if you're going to use K-Man, this was the way to do it. Yep, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Ender came in and starts playing about three minutes into the match. Scorpio hits a night, a pretty nice moon call on Man Corner through a door, and we get the two count. This is going to be a nitpicky thing for me here. Man Corner's shoulders are flat against the door, yes, but the door is like angled up. So like, what are you? What? Are you, why are you counting? It's a flat and, space. I think it counts. Yeah, it's like pinning somebody against a wall to me. Well, his shoulders are against it, but he's standing up. Oh, well, his shoulders are against it. Whatever. False count anywhere. Anywhere. It's, it's flat. You know what? It's flat and they're not on their feet. Exactly. I'm going to go. I, I think I agree with Marcy on that one. Okay. I, I'll, I'm, I'm, that's not a hell I'm willing to die on. <laughs> we'll move on. Kakopla yeah. gets a yeah, counter Justin Confinement carry into a sunset flip for the pin. Seven minutes and 45 seconds. And I can came in with in for maybe 30 seconds, which is for the best. Yep. They start, they start playing Jungle Boogie, and now's the time on Sprocket when we dent. Uh, Scorpio yeah, and Cam a- are dancing, leading us into the intermission, which we get in its entirety, by the way. We just got a, uh, a clock on the screen for 15 minutes. I was going yeah. so I was fast-forwarding to it. I don't know if it was just, I fast-forwarded it just didn't catch up in time, but I swear at one point the timer went back up. I, I think, I was going to say, I thought I saw some, like, trickeration because I was sliding through the uh, timer on there. Um, but I was I was dismayed to see that that was baked into the runtime of the show. I was just like, why? Why? Just, just edit it. Just take it out. But it looks like Fight TV Plus is just putting things up in their entirety. So they just put them as is, which they even yeah. did that before Fight Plus, so it's not surprising. Yeah, I yeah. wish they would do something about it. Just edit yeah. it out. It takes three seconds. Just cut it. Flip, flip. Here we go. Back to the action. I mean, I, I mean, there, there's two things you can do if they leave it in. You can just go ahead and fast forward it and be done with it, which is what I did in the cake. Or you can take that advantage to go to the kitchen, get yourself a sandwich, get yourself a cup of coffee, and not, and then fast forward it. Right. It's one of the things that's not going to break my heart either way if they leave the intermission. Can it just eat here throughout? I want to have an accurate time of how long we're going to be watching. Exactly. How much do I need to invest into this show? Well, if you're told to invest two hours and fifty minutes, and you can cut eighteen minutes out by fast forwarding an intermission, that that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, that's a good thing. You're right. It's a deposit. It's you know what? Yeah. It's less. <laughs> We're watching the GCW show less than we thought we would have to. <laughs> right. We come back from the intermission. Jimmy Lloyd against Jake Lander. And again, I don't know why we just didn't have Lander against Cartwheel. I'm a straight cub, but that's why I'm not the booker. I, I couldn't care less about a match more than than this match. I, I honestly don't understand GCW and their fans' obsession with Jimmy Lloyd and the other dude whatever <laughs> one Honestly, time he had... used the no mercy game song as his entrance so he's okay with me but 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 jimmy lloyd went to wrestlemania in a gtw shirt and got told to take it off he's our hero he joined the hurt locker 
Not or the the fucking her business. Her business. Her locker a completely different thing there, Mark. <laughs> Good movie though. <laughs> Very good movie. Oh, it's been a night. <laughs> Uh, this match, this match was fine though. Again, fairly short. Uh, Lander had a double under pile driver that was just dick looking. Got a near fall off of it. I like that quite a bit. Lloyd had an equally good looking flipping DDT. Got a near fall out of it. Lloyd got the pin with the vertebraker. Eight minutes and twenty seven seconds. That was fine. It existed. Yeah, fine. Yep, it existed somewhere. We go from there to again on, on paper. It's like why is this match on I mean, taking place here? Effie against John Wayne Murdoch. Yeah, I um, I did not understand it. I thought Effie was underdressed to be taking such a beating. I felt so bad for him. He must have hit those tacks with no knee pads and and on his body so many times. He those little like stinging tacks must have killed him that night. Um, I just did. Those are two styles that I didn't need to see together. Love Effie, like John Wayne Murdoch. Didn't need to see him together. You know, I like pickles and, you know, I like uh, gefilte fish. I don't need to eat them both together. You know I think what I mean? You do. <laughs> I think you should and let me know how it is. No, I, I, I already know it's going to be a little off-putting, just kind of like this this match a bit. It's just, just a tad bit off-putting that just didn't need to be, you know, just two styles that didn't need to go together. You might end up liking gefilte fish and pickle. I did not. I've had it. It does okay. not work. They are two awkward flavors that should be left on their own. Yeah. In fairness, somebody once said that about peanut butter and chocolate. Two of my favorite flavors, and they go together perfectly. And it is not Effie and John Wayne Murdoch. But I love I love Effie. So, you know, I could see him do his thing. I was just very curious. It just didn't it just didn't sit right. It just there was something missing for me. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, obviously at GKW, even though it's not built like a hardcore match, there's no really no rule. They bring in the skewer. Murdoch put skewer into Effie Gas, which gets the Yukik fuck chant. Then he removed the skewer with his teeth. Yep. And Effie regained the advantage, and Murdoch cut him off by jabbing the skewer into his dick. <laughs> the Deaker Kenton guy had a K in 2022 about wrestling. There's a lot of general based assault in the show. Yeah, between Staple earlier and the skewer here. It's yeah, a hell Murdoch, of a way to get a piercing. I, th- I thought Frank Gobert went out of style like 20 years ago, but I'm, I'm also not in that team, so I could be completely wrong on that, too. Uh, Murdoch with a deep count the door through a door at one point. That only got a one count. Got a brain buster through a chair. That only got two. Go for another destroyer. Effie counter get into a jackknife pin. 11.42. Again, if you like this kind of match, it would fine. Not my kind, not my, not my kind of match anyway, and like these two guys didn't click for me. The destroyer into the one count renders the destroyer completely, completely meaningless forever. It's meaningless. The destroyer uh, is not a move. It's meaningless. The the the, the, the destroyer was pretty much rendered meaningless when anybody beside Petey Williams was doing it. Yeah, there's zero impact to it anymore. It means literally and, and maybe on a maybe on a television wrestling nope. Nope, the Bucks killed that one too. No, the, the destroyer should be effectively said. There's no need for these anymore. They don't do anything. They don't get you in a transition. It doesn't help you get from one place to another because it should be a finish. It looks devastating and it's not anymore at all. So I'm just it. it that's just this. That's my that's my old man groveling right there to that. Honestly, I was, gonna, I was about I, to say, okay, Grandpa. Yes, the destroyer's out in my book. It's out. You're never going to see me doing it again. 
<laughs> Were you doing think... one in the first place? I was. I used to do them all the time at work. I would just grab somebody and take care of business in the cafeteria. It's out. It's out. Something, something, something. Evolution of the business. Something, something, something. Uh-huh. At least, at least give it, like, you know, you could even do a DDT now and someone can get up, but at least there's ways you transition DDTs. Like, but, like, a destroyer looks and is so difficult to to finish up. It's like, there's no point to them anymore. You don't have to do them. Most of the time it ends up with a guy not completing a rotation and the other dude's head is just in his crotch and they're just sitting there. Like it never looks, Sounds it never like looks like, the pile. yes, but the, yes, it's a good time, but it never <laughs> looks like a pile driver. It's supposed to be a flipping pile driver. It never looks like it. It always looks like, Oh, I missed it. Now you're sitting backwards and the guy's almost on his elbows. And the other dude is kind of like leaning up against the chest. It just, it's not a move anymore. It's just not well executed. Most people can't do it. I think it jumped the shark when Ricky Morton did it. Um, but you know, it, it, that's just that's my opinion, and uh, and and I'm not. You know, I have very strong opinions about GCW, but this especially, I'm just. I think we should retire the Destroyer. It's enough of that. Vic and Queer, I've got to play devil advocate and go. The drop kick used to be a finish. Yeah, but the drop kick is still used to do things. The Destroyer doesn't do anything. It hurts the opponents. I mean, if Effie's kicking out at one, it doesn't doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> to be honest, I've always said wrestling better when you can suspend disbelief. And the problem with moves like the Destroyer, hard to suspend disbelief with the Destroyer anyway. Yeah. And then when it and then when it's only a one count, like how how are you put to suspend uh, disbelief? Right. But again, that's why I'm not a booker or an agent anywhere. The cleanup for after this match was sponsored by GKWMerch.com. If you're a GKW fan, go there, buy your merch. Don't tell me about it if you do. <laughs> and then we have Tony Deppin against Jordan Oliver. And I'm going to say it. I really liked this match for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We are on the same page here. Can I ask you both a question? I, I, I like Jordan Oliver. I like seeing his, um, his, his evolution. But does anything Jordan Oliver ever do look high impact? Everything he does looks so almost soft. I, I, I just, he's a tall guy. He's got long limbs. You'd expect some of these things to kind of look more high impact. Tony Deppin is small. He's he's you know he's got he's got you know his muscles. He's kind of like squatty, but everything he does looks like like crisp. Like bam, he hits you with that. Bam, he got you. Jordan Oliver to me for some reason. This is because now I've seen him. This is like the third or fourth time I've watched him either live or on on a show in the last month or so. I just feel like there's something. That I'm not. I'm, there's something I'm missing here when it comes to him. The, nothing he does seems to have look high impact. Am I wrong? Or I mean, the match was really good because I like Tony Deppin a lot. But am, am I just like overthinking it? But to me, just everything he does feels so uh, almost acrobatic and less less about the high impact. I think you're overthinking it. Okay. And I I didn't I didn't see anything technically wrong with anything Oliver did. I actually thought that their coming move were kind of neat. He did a. Like he he jumped up for a high cross body and turned it into a side thing at one point. That was nice looking. I like that a lot. Yeah, he 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 fell really well. Definitely working on the arm, and we got Oliver going for the Boston Crab and not being able to keep it locked in. But he, he fell in the arm, and I mean, yeah, coming that stuff all looked good. Uh, the issue I run into here is like I think we're really good for the first fifteen minutes, and I've actually got a note here saying we've passed thirty minutes. What the fuck is the time limit? <laughs> <laughs> There's no title on the line. A match does not need to go more than 30 goddamn minutes if it's not a title match. That's the second Jordan Oliver match in a week that I've watched that's gone over 30 minutes. 
And I mean, look, it's funny that you got two guys that are really good at, at really good at doing the technical wrestling kind of thing. They work from high spot in. Uh, I don't I, I even at even at the I've got a time of 32 minutes for this. I didn't hate it. I was just ready for it to be over after 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, there's no reason for it to go that last 12 minutes. It's way too long. Yeah. So, it, so this was uh, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of technical wrestling here, a lot of commissions. We have Oliver going for the clout cutter. Step and counter into a cross face chicken wing, then turn into a regular cross face. Can't get the commission off of it. Can we just go ahead and hit a series of knee, lock it back in? Do the three arm drop thing. It only drops twice. Depp just elbows the shit out of him until the referee finally stops it. I like the finish. Overall, I like the match. It could pro- it was probably the best match on the show. It just needed to be 10 minutes shorter, mm-hmm. tight and coming that shit up. Yep. Uh, that, uh, the, that'll be the one critic coming have of Jordan Oliver. You could you call him in what we got forty two or forty four minutes the week before at the ETU yeah. show. Yeah, and then this so, one this one thirty two minutes like this is my big critic can come of the young bucks. Always they don't seem to know how to keep matches under th- under twenty minutes on under twenty minutes on pay per view when they don't need to be. Jordan Oliver falling that game track too. He doesn't know how to go under thirty minutes. Yeah, he doesn't get there. He just doesn't seem to get there. And again, if, and if, again, if this would have been the title match, this would have been the main event. I would have been okay at thirty two minutes. But knowing there's another match after this that's allegedly more important, didn't care after 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> we do get a nice video package leading into the main event, which is Nick Gage defending the GTW world title against Cole Radrick. So this I like- was fun. I had no no problems with um, with the match setup and everything like that. I liked how Cole Radrick came out ready to go. Um, but you know, let's be honest. I, I feel like Nick Gage has seen some better days, uh, and it's it's starting to get a little bit ra- uh, Randy the Ram, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, there's definitely a part of me that wishes Gage would have lost the title versus career match to Moxley. Yep. I mean, and and I love Nick Gage. I I, I feel bad saying that. I love Nick Gage. Nick Gage is a cool dude, but I do like the very opening of the match though. Gage hit Radrick with with light tube before the bell even ring, and then that couldn't the bell ring. He covered get the two count. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if that would have been the entire match, I would have popped big for it. <laughs> that, 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 that was just really cool. Then, well, then less than thirty seconds later, we've already got both guys Yuki Pika Cutter, and I checked out. Yeah, yeah, the the pizza cutter thing, I'm kind of over. Also, that's just another one. I don't know. Uh, I I feel like Cole Radrick is should be the guy over there. They love him in GCW. Um, I'm not. It's sad because like even when Gage came out, his intro. Do you remember, like, just pre-pandemic, when he was at his hottest, that intro would hit, and, like, everyone in the arena, uh, in the building, would fight to get in front of him and be in that, like, mob, you know, that, like, jumps around with him? I feel like even that was kind of limited this time around. Like, there's just, it's, I, I feel like this this road is starting to come to a, come to an end for him, and, and, and I don't know what GCW's plan is, but, you know, there's, there's, I, I I don't know. I think maybe we've seen we've seen better days there. Yeah, and, and yeah, and again, I'm a Nick Gage fan. I love Nick Gage, but that I mean, unfortunately you're not getting anything out of turn. I don't think. Yeah, I'm gonna get my ass kicked by Nick Gage next time I see him for saying that. But he's you not might... gonna listen to this. No, but what if so... he does? He's still gonna kill you. <laughs> he's he may have his. He, listen, he 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 can have his uh, his. He's entitled to his uh, violent response to my my the way I feel. I'm not insulting him. I feel like you know a lot of people in the business may say, "Hey, um, 
you know, there's just something, Nick, you know, he came back from that knee injury. He just was never the same again. Just didn't, I think a lot of that energy is, is kind of gone. I don't know. Used to be like him getting on the mic and starting, you know, his, his promos and people would just the, like the, you know, remember those like, like naked gun movies where the person's head explodes because they were so excited. I feel like it used to be like that for Nick Gage. Like when I saw him against Tessa at the original ICW show in like 2020 in January of 2020, the, like the fans hung on every word. Like they could not believe this guy was in front of them. And I feel like now it's, it's kind of cooled. So maybe that's all independent wrestling fans at this point, but I just, I feel like that that's missing from what Nick Gage used to be for GCW. And then all want to mean, no matter what Nick Gage does in the ring, that's all Nick Gage needs to be over to be able to have that connection with the fans and with the fans and get the, and get that promo work going. Right. Like no one, nobody really cares if, uh, if Nick Gage is having a wrestling clinic. Yeah, that's they, true. Yeah, they they want him to they want him to go MDK all fucking day. They want him to you know kirk some people out on the mic. They want him to beat to beat the shit out of people. He, he think, beat the shit out of Cole Radrick here. He freaking pain pile driver off the middle rope through a fucking pane of glass for the finish. Like that's you how you finish it. You were tired of the pizza cutter thing, but when he pointed to the crowd, who wants to see me cut this motherfucker open? People lost their minds still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The finish, by the way, was exactly how a finish. It, 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 you should never kick out of that. That was the exactly. perfect finish. Yeah, yeah, great, great open, great, great finish. The middle, eh, twelve minutes and twelve seconds. The time of the fall there. After the match, Tony Deppen comes out. He got the match. He had the match scheduled for the sixteenth in Los Angeles and vowed to win the title from Nick Gage. Spoiler alert: He didn't. Nick Gage still has the championship. Uh, and I and and I just looked at the lineup on cage match with the revolt and the match time, and I don't think I don't think you want to see Nick Gage and Tony Depp in there, Jay Gold. How how long was that? Twenty six minutes and forty two seconds. Honestly, what is what is the point? I don't I don't understand. What's the point? Now I now I haven't now I haven't seen the match. Tony Deppen is not a death match guy, not a hardcore guy. Maybe he just. Spent 15 minutes out of the 20 kick trying to wrestle Nick Gage. I don't know. We may have to check that out eventually. Oh, I think get, I some re- <laughs> get some resolution. You may watch it on like four speed, you know, just let it keep going. Yeah, four speed. Right. Would, this, would this be the same show that had, oh, fuck. Oh, so you're wrecking Dark Sheik. Uh, uh, I think they did a double shot that weekend. I can't remember. Uh, the, uh, it was actually Corey Wreck, Dark Sheik, and Masha Klamovich. Oh, nice. That is, a, that's I'm a not, match. I'm we not should... a fan of. I'm not a fan of triple threat, but that one actually does count intriguing. I might, I might check yeah. it out for that one. That lineup looked a lot better on paper than the, than this one did. On all honesty, we should yeah, have done that yeah. show instead. Shit, we have all the time in the world. We, we'll get to it. The match I most wanted to key off of it, 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 it going on the fucking stream is triple triple A. Like, oh, you can't have a Kino match on your stream. What the fuck? The point of booking them? There isn't. That's the whole point. That's how they're trying to like hurt you. All right, so where are we going with this one? Thumb up, thumb down, or thumb in the middle? Uh, uh, I can I'm going in the middle. Yeah. yeah, in the middle. Marcy, great minds, as they say. Yep, I'm going in the middle. There was some good. There was some just uh, stupidity as normal GCW, and it just never overcomes. Like, you can't – the good doesn't overcome the, the GCW fuckery ever for me. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I think we're going in the, in the middle as well. If I had to rank it on a scale of 1 to 10, probably about a kick. There's some good stuff. There's some good stuff on it, but yeah, <laughs> standard for us, I, I think, for GCW. Yep. I really want to like GCW. They have some good talent. I want to like the company. Yeah, they should put the title on Sawyer Rack. 
You know what? Nick Gage and Corey Wreck wouldn't be bad, actually. I kind of want to see that match now, but now you bring it up. Hey, Brent, yeah, if you're listening. I, I think they had one like a few months ago, but you I'm can gonna, always do a second one. I'm going to look that up. You got me curious. Unless I just dreamed that or something. I don't know. <laughs> would help if I could type Corey Wreck's name incorrectly. Nothing, Cage match is coming up empty on that. So it doesn't look like it happened. Uh, wait, hold on. It's November 3rd. I don't know. That's. Maybe, yeah, I, maybe it happened, I'm, maybe it didn't. I'm, I literally <laughs> I literally went to Nick Gage and Cage match, clicked on Magic, and then typed Hoyer Wreck in the search engine for Magic, and nothing came up. Yeah, I don't know if she did. I don't know. We'll, we'll, get, we'll find it for you, people. By next week, uh, after the holidays, we'll have all our research in order, as we always do. <laughs> I mean, George Kalth got a shot at the GKW World title. I think Hoyer Wreck can get one. Yeah. Hold on. I think I found it. I might have found it. I don't know. Maybe it has. Maybe it <laughs> It looks like because when I searched it on Google, it just gave me a fight show, but doesn't actually link me to the show. So I don't know what show it is, but it says Nick Gage for Sawyer Wreck. We'll find it, Mars. I promise. We'll find it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Happy holidays. Marky. Close it in your ear. Marky, plug. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFanboy. Listen to my other podcast, Sex Over. There's an episode that's just dropped. Check it out. We did a double feature on Clerks 3 and the Sonic OVA. Nice. Follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Hive, you're on Hive at RefJayhawk, although I'm not on there like at all. Uh, you can find me, uh, Jiggle12 on Twitter. Uh, this week, happy holidays, everybody. I will be at work tomorrow, and Friday it's supposed to be rainy and everything else, so fuck it. I hope everybody has a great holiday. They get to where they're going. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And the Twitter handle, uh, IWGuide1. Don't forget about the merch store over at BrainBusterTees.com, where our faces on your bodies. We do have the best logo in all of podcasts. I don't care what anybody says. Um, listen to our podcast friends for as long as they are on the air. Pod Van Dam. Uh, we wish these guys the best. We're not going to be on the air, I think, when they do their last uh, show. So, you know, God bless them. They're awesome. And and they really launched uh, an entire network of friends and and of people who uh, podcast and who enjoy wrestling and who enjoy the uh, Northeast and, uh, Ohio and Ohio scene. So, you know, those guys will, will have a really important place in uh, podcasting lore, especially in independent wrestling. They Got people through a lot of uh, a lot of time as far as during the pandemic, and uh, you know I wish them well. They're they're all of them, all four of them are are you know they they made it. They're good people, and Ed is is you know this was his show. It started from humble beginnings, so you know we'll we'll have Ed on, and we'll we'll see you know we'll definitely hear more from them. Uh, the super fantastic podcast. If you catch my grip, the A show at odds with wrestling. Our very own Marcy's X over the card is going to change and wrestling cheers. Um, our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IW Guide, uh, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Ohio, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, and the best barbecue in Ohio, Smoking Jay's Barbecue. Uh, with that, I wish all my two co-hosts happy holidays. You guys are awesome. Uh, this has been a lot of fun this year doing this with both of you. So, you know, I look forward to many more nonsense and, and adventures for us in the uh, in the coming year. And in the words of Bobby the Brain Heenan, what has 13 teeth and an IQ of 81? The city of Nashville. <laughs> yes, you're back. <laughs> we love you, home office. Good night, everybody. Kaport Independent Rockling. Later. Yo, me, my-
Greasy black pill You're about You got your nights in your smile You have all into the sweetness Of a season for the Come around and we ain't knocking at your door